Oh, shit. Sorry, guys. What's up? Welcome back to the podcast. If you're a new listener, welcome also to the podcast. Um, this week, we are talking to a good friend of mine, Renee Gartner. Um, Renee is a Sydney local. Shout out to the beaches. Um, she's had a pretty impressive career spanning through TV, radio, um, a lot of lot of media actually. Um, she's pretty well known in the rugby league circles. You know, her dad is a Manly and Balmain great. Um, she's been a panelist on the Channel Nine's Footy Show. She's done League Lounge with Fox Sports. Reported at the Delhi M's. Um, you know, being the voice uh, to eighty thousand fans at at the State of Origin. Um, you know, aside from a busy media career, she's she's made uh, her professional boxing debut late last year against Taylor Harris on the Tim Tu and um, Dwight Ritchie undercard. Um, one other thing she does is she does a lot of work for the charity Living. Um, I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with Living. You've probably seen the jumpers around uh, and all the hats. Um, you know, after going through her own sort of personal battles. She's been, uh, been able to become a really big advocate um, for mental health, which is something that I really do admire her for. So, um, as I said before, really good catching up. Um, yeah, we had a really good laugh. And um, sit back, enjoy, and let's learn a little bit more about Renee Gartner. Thanks, guys. Peace. What's up? It's Ryan Jones, your host, and you are tuned into the People Pod. Let's do it. Oh shit, I forgot to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> I was into it. Yeah, we were just like Exactly, that's what I was just sitting here and I was like, oh shit. Oh, fuck, just like old times, we just listen to tunes together, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's just play on. Let's start the podcast shit there. Anyway. <laughs> Hey guys, what's up? It's, uh, you know, as I said before, it's your host Ryan here. Welcome back to the People Pod. Today we have a very good friend of mine uh, on the show, Renee Gartner. Hello, Rye. How are you? I'm good. Jonesy, Rye, RJ, all of them. I'll probably call you all of them through the whole show. Many, many nicknames, I suppose. Um, Good to see you. Yeah, you too. It's been a long time. How long? Any anything beyond a I'm week try, is I'm too long with you, yeah. RJ. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Sometimes it's too much for two person <laughs> people, but um, no, don't don't mind the cat. No, I, totally um, fine. I've I've already angered the beast. Well, so yeah, so you're the working cat, them up. By the way, like, <laughs> so like last time we had a podcast here, I um I locked him in the room. Oh yeah, that would have gone down and, really uh, well. And he shit all over my bed. Okay. Yeah. So the apple doesn't fall far from the tree then. <laughs> <laughs> I've never shit my pants. I swear to God, I've never. But he shit, he, shit, he shit on the bed and I was just like, and kind of that was like a, sorry, mate, don't lock me in here again, which yeah. is fair enough. Nobody likes to be locked up. Well, know? that's what I was trying to imply by the father and son thing. I don't think anything would like you'd like oh, to yeah, be yeah, locked yeah, in yeah, a room, yeah, yeah. mate. Don't yeah. put me in a corner. No, no, no. Nobody no, no puts put, baby in yeah. there. Like, oh, <laughs> no shit. one puts RJ in the corner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Oh, so. Um, what's what's been, been happening with you? Tell me about the man. podcast. What's been happening? How's it rolling? You enjoying it? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having, I'm having some good fun, and you know, I must say thank you because you're a big inspiration to me kicking it <laughs> off. I know we're a bit, bit um, sort of sports got, project. Yeah, the sport project, well played. So I do that with. Uh, I've done my research. The boys, you are, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Google's done well for you, <laughs> yeah, hey. Damn. <laughs> um, yeah, it's with uh, three other guys, so Chris Smith, uh, Sasha, and Carlo, and um, we're all sort of come from very different backgrounds, but it's, it's basically like the, you know, the WhatsApp chats that you have with your mates where you're talking about sport, and it can yeah. go very left field, or it can be really serious and yeah. it's kind of we just want to invite you into the bar table with us so yeah. it's it's been really fun um so how often are you doing that uh, that's week? once a week so yeah. we do whatever you tuesday night just simply so my beautiful immature boys can always say see you next tuesday so <laughs> that's the whole reason before <laughs> pretty much yeah, pretty yeah, much yeah. so um and they're a bit of a wild bunch too eh? very, so you couldn't do it on a friday no nah. oh, that was a problem so we used to when we all lived in sydney so everyone's in different places now so yeah. it's all done over zoom so it's um one's on gold coast one's in melbourne one's in uh south coast down in wollongong and then me here in sydney and um, when we used to do it, we used to do it in the city. And so we'd all drive in and meet and come straight from work. And then I'd go and collect my car two days later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'd end up with the Quiggy or the Chloe. And oh, and I was just like, lose my number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, done yeah. with the podcast. So now it's a bit better, but we'll still have a beer while we're doing it. So we're sort of having a chat and gas bag and yeah. 
It's still there and I actually am so scared for my liver when we're what? catching up. Because <laughs> well, Sasha's just finishing building a place down in Barrel. Yeah, okay. So he's a builder, he's a yep. fit tradie sort of thing and he keeps going, right, well, once it's built, we're going to go do, down there and we'll do the podcast from there and we'll all hang out. And I'm just like, oh, Jesus. That sounds like a long weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, send some help. <laughs> Queen's birthday weekend every yeah. weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. So, yeah, it's fine to remember that. Um, where do we start with your career? I don't know. Gonna, where, where do you want to go? Well, where? I just, like, <laughs> I was running out of, like, obviously I've taken some notes because I'm a good journalist. You are. You're, you're all over <laughs> it. I'm just saying you've got the notepad out there. But, like, um, so rugby league yeah. is kind of what, where it's where it all started, I suppose. Yeah, like, I guess so. Yeah, that would, that would be a great place to start. Yeah. Uh, my old man used to play. So, yeah. um, and for those of you playing along at home, he played for the great uh, Manly Sea Eagles. Yeah. Um, Ryan's favourite tape. <laughs> Did they get spanked on the weekend? Oh, I had the Warriors go. Uh, <laughs> exactly. We can both cry into our soda water at the moment. <laughs> Just have a moment. Everyone take a knee. Um, yeah, I used to play for Manly, gave uh, maybe a year or so with the Roosters and then finished with Balmain. So when I was sort of growing up as a kid, um, I was probably a really, really little girl when he was finishing up the Tigers. Mm. And my like, it's funny that I even went into rugby league because my first ever memory with rugby league is um, the Balmain Tiger, the mascot, used yeah. to scare the living shit out of me, like give me nightmares. So he used to have to take his head off to walk past me yeah, so right. to show he was human. And this one night it was really bad and I was copying mad tantrums. And they went back to the Balmain Leagues Club just, you know, post drinks with the team and the wives and whatnot. Yeah. And just because I was tantering i stuck my head between you know those wooden chairs that got that big arch back and the little slats yeah. down the back i just stuck my head between it because obviously i just wanted attention and then couldn't get my head back out <laughs> so when they talk about how many guys does it take to change a light bulb it's how many tigers players take to get renee's head out yeah, of the table right. You're in folklore. All, yeah. <laughs> it was all like they're all full of like on the source so yeah. they're all pretty pierced and everyone thought it was hilarious until they actually went oh, i think she's stuck because you know when you, everything just gets swollen and yeah 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 yeah, so that was my first memory of rugby league and wow. now um, I've grown to love it. <laughs> so you've gone from having the chair over your head to sitting in the chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't say I don't listen to you. Yeah. Listen to you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my butt goes Stick there. Stick to what you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, well. yeah, so I sort of went into it that way and I was working um, on the Gold Coast uh, at the time. I was doing uni and... Where'd you um, go, Griffith? Uh, no, don't, I went to Bond Uni. I, yeah, no, I paid my own Bond way. Uni. Bond, James Bond. Um, like it's like literally going to the OC, but yeah. it was the only place at the time that I could do sports journalism without going to Bathurst or Canberra. Yeah. So I'd already gone and done a really small stint down in Canberra. Um, didn't enjoy it at I all. Drove there and drove back. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well, I went to the snow, yeah. and that was my way of going. Did it? Tick. Um, and yes, yeah, so I was doing. It was kind of like, um, you know the Sea Cruiser pilots? I think they call it like Black Thunder pilots down here. They drive around in the like radio cars and give out free Black shit. Black Thunder pilots? Yeah. So Sounds like those guys that take their shit <laughs> off in Vegas. Hey, it wasn't a bad job for me if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but it was like, um, so I was on the Gold Coast. It was called CFM. So I used to drive the promo yeah, cars yeah, around. So every weekend, of course. Yeah. I grew up there. Of course. I should have just led with that. I kept thinking Sydney. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Kiwi accent's fake, obviously. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The West Island yeah, of the, New Zealand. You're right? like, you know what? This works. This is my genre. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <It's your> genre. <laughs> what accent are you? It's my genre. Yeah. <laughs> Kiwi. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was doing free stuff for that. We were sponsoring the Titans. Yeah. Um, and then so I sort of started creating some really good relationships there with the staff and got brought on as an intern and then went into... It was then... Um, Moira and... Yeah, uh, Gailey and Moira. Gailey and Moira, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They were on the the CFM crew and then the big K, the big kahuna. And in the Arvo? Uh, Yeah, he was Arvo and he used to... Then he got moved into weekends. Yeah, okay. So he was the first one who ever told me (laughs) never to speak with a high pitch on radio. Oh, really? Um, And if you're struggling, have a shot of uh, like some sort of spirits like vodka or tequila because you'll instantly deepen your tone. Is that right? Yeah, so I was blind. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Do what you got to do, man. Go deeper. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this is Renee. The CFM Sukus. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she Jesus just had a shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just bonded with her. In turn, went into their media um, department. But I came. I got brought on. I used to do like when you walk into the field. I was like, "The welcome to Titans TV." Yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah. at Skilled Park. <laughs> Let's watch us get flogged. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like to say hello to our five fans in the corner. And <laughs> seriously, the Warriors played there. It yeah, was I know. Stadium. I used to go. That's yeah. where I recognise your voice okay. from. <laughs> yeah, your ears started bleeding. Yeah, like, yeah. I've, I've seen this show before. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, and then just grew from there. Uh, started working full time, and then Fox Sports contacted me because I'd obviously like hammered them with show reels yeah. when I was. I was very persistent back in the day. You got to be there. A hundred percent. Industry. Yeah, and it worked. And um, I got called to start doing sidelines, so I was doing that for a bit. Yeah. Um, and then a year later, they're kind of like, "Oh, we're moving a different way." So they started this footy show, which was now Maddie John's footy show. Yeah. Um, but it was on Sunday at the time. It was called the League Lounge. But they had Jess Yates starting on it, and she was about two episodes in, got sick. So I got this random phone call going, "Hey, do you want to come down do a show for us, and then we'll see how it goes." Did the show and they're like, oh, we think we're actually going to replace Jess and you're oh, going to take it. Which oh. I felt dog because we've all been in that position. But industry. Yeah, but she's in like she's obviously quite prominent in rugby league now. Yeah. But at that time, she her mind with cars is phenomenal. So you get her about the V8s or anything along oh, right. those lines. She's just unbelievable. Yeah. Um. So they were just like, well, it's better off we keep her in that pocket, I guess, and then we'll just bring Renee in as a, a new talent there. So I just did that for a long time and. From there, I've worked with New South Wales Rugby League as a media and PR. I've worked, um, yeah, with the Titans for a bit and body science. I've done sideline commentary. And um, I've actually, after COVID, got my first shift back with the ABC at the end of July. Oh, grandstand? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's so on there? Those guys. I'll, I'll be on with Andrew Moore and uh, Dean Hallitau. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, and they're really good fun. Like, I've worked with them a lot. And yeah. I guess when you do the sideline commentary, you all have your chairs sort of stacked together. Well, back in pre-COVID. You stay pre away from the chair. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a plastic back and yeah. I know it's safe. It's like they got their heads up. Renee gets a stool. <laughs> Here's a cushion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and keep the fucking tiger's mascot away from her, would you? <laughs> Bunny's one probably yeah, picked yeah, out yeah. more now. It's still the same mascot, like, outfit yeah, yeah. from the 60s, which is just scary. You start twitching, what's wrong with Renee? <laughs> oh, fuck, there's a mascot around. <laughs> yeah, I really worked through those issues. Yeah, so, right. yeah, I've just, but I've always, just always loved it. So, um, just But did you see yourself... So, like, early on, did you? what did you want to be when you were a kid? Um, I probably my, – my passion was probably more going into physio, if anything. Yeah. Um, and what, then, like a 12-year-old kid going, I really want to do physio. Like, well, I think talk, I let's go back a few years. <laughs> Come on. You don't want to be an astronaut <laughs> or something like that? I just wanted to play netball for Australia. Okay. Like, that's all I ever wanted to do. So, um, sport, you, so you grew up playing sports. Yeah, mad sport junkie. So I was netball and athletics. Yeah. So um, I was – Real young, like, you know, back in the day, you're like, hey, kids, I played for Australia. So, <laughs> at 15. Oh, you were? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like my mate, he's like, I played basketball for uh, England at 15. I'm like, yeah. one, but yeah. England don't play basketball. <laughs> and you're like, five foot seven, bro. Yeah, exactly. Well, he obviously went, he reached his peak then, and the kids yeah. hadn't hit their, yeah. their size. So, but yeah, I sort of was so quite. Was netball. Yeah, netball was my thing. And then um, I got stress fractures. I was netball on a high jumper. That was okay. my two things. Yeah. Um, Got stress fractures in my lower back and they're permanent. I've got them for life now, which wow. is really fun. Um, and then I had a – I hurt my knee skiing in the snow, um, being a dickhead skiing with my old man and went to play for Queensland. So, unfortunately, I'm a New South Welshman through and through, but I was in that state oh, so I had to play on. for them. This is a vital moment. <laughs> Has this been spoken about before? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Queenslander, wow. Uh, yeah, oh, dirty. I, I used to turn up to training with a uh, New South Wales Origin jersey on. To the Queensland training? Yeah, 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 which is probably why I got benched. But no. <laughs> What's this chick on? <laughs> like, um, you're not really part of the team, Renee. That's yeah. not really showing much support. I'm only here because I live here. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I played with them for a bit and hurt my knee and got a knee operation that they completely butchered and just they said, you can't play netball ever again. So wow. um, that was sort of that sport How done. and. I was just shy of 18. So what was that like? What I mean, that would have been a tough pill to swallow if you, when you're thinking that that's going to be, you know, a dream and a career. Yeah, like. big time. And, like, I struggled with the stuff with, with high jumping. That was probably my passion over the top of netball. Really? Like, it was sort of, yeah, athletics was I absolutely loved and thrived yeah. on. And, and probably just before I got that done, my coach was trying to get me to go into pole vault. So I was sort of like, all right, well, we've reached here, so now let's go that because we think you'll have a bit more upper body strength to be able to move into that sport. And I started complaining of having a, a sore back and he used to be the Great Britain Olympic coach, so it was quite a high-level squad. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's like, no, that's fine, come here. And he'd crack me before every session. Oh, and then the old, uh, <laughs> yeah, put your hands on your head trick. Yeah, 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 exactly <laughs> that. <laughs> I'm like, man, this Ooh, is cool, this, snap, crackle yeah, and pop. I don't think this is good for me, but yeah. whatever. He's like, get back and do yeah. the pole vault. <laughs> Did Was he rusty? Please, <laughs> I'm just picturing it in my head. 
get back and do the ball vault now. Apparently Arnold Schwarzenegger was my coach. <laughs> yeah, get down from the mattress. I always think of um, coaches as like Russians, though, don't you? Well, yeah, especially with jumpers. Like yeah. a, a lot of them, I, I guess they come from that Russian background. Yeah. But I was like obsessed with Tatiana Grigorieva. That's what I was going yeah. to say, but I didn't want to fuck the name up and no. look like an idiot. <laughs> I knew it was Tatiana something. Molin, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was just always uh, quite passionate about that. And then when they basically said, oh, where your fractures are, they they run the risk of not healing at all. Oh. So you just putting that pressure on it with the, with the flow up in the arch, you, you're done. And that was like at the same time my parents moved a 13-year-old like girl to the Gold Coast. Yeah. So just being told I can't do my favourite sport ever again. Also not allowed to train for six months. So it just went from being this like insanely fit little child to yeah. nothing and then moving into the Gold Coast with people that already have their click and I'm there just going. Yeah. <laughs> so that that was kind of hard and then the netball thing happened and then it was like another sort of chink, all right, well, what am I going to do now? Like that, that's that's it. So it took me ages to find another sport again and was sort of one of those people that just hated going to the gym and training for nothing. Like yeah. I was always just like, all right, so what else can I do? What else can yeah, I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of spoke about going back. I was going to join in um, back into athletics again and go back to running because okay. I was just like, all right, I was still all right there. And then that sort of sort of fell to the side, I guess, with work. And then randomly working on Fox at the time, um, I was – they're always the stunt person. So, like, really? yeah, they just make me do stupid shit all the time. Because Mostly because I'm the person who just goes, we'll yeah, fuck yes. it, I'll do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're like, no one asked you to volunteer. Yep, do it. Yep, I'll do it. I've already signed my waiver. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you type that up yourself? <laughs> yeah, I yes, I got my pen license. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, uh, Anthony Wiggle came on and I did the splits with him. And, like, Anthony from the Wiggles? You know the Blue Wiggle? Oh, I thought you said Anthony Wiggle. Yeah, well, I did. So, but oh, Anthony from the Wiggles. It's not I his just, last name, is it? No, nah, look, I just Made uh, that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Could have fooled me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how convincing did I say yeah. that? I was like, kind of hit the ball, run, hit the hole, go. Um, and then Danny Green came on. And they're like, all right, we can just get on and hit pads with him. And like, I literally had a dress on, but with like skins tights underneath. And as soon as like the the half time came, I was just like, <laughs> came back out with like gloves on. He's like, what the fuck? So was that your first interaction with boxing? Yeah, Dad always loved it, but like never like I sort of grew up around it, but I never sort of went, oh, I want to do boxing yeah, or anything yeah, yeah. like that. But that was yeah my first go. So I just hit pads with him, and they were just like a promoter on the Gold Coast at the time, which was where I was still living um goes why don't you come and train with us we've got a corporate group like it's a bit of fun and at that stage i guess boxing was still quite illegal for women like it was only in some states they were just starting to legalize yeah, it okay um and so girls that were coming through they were either like little tiny muay thai fights uh, yeah. fighters or like really really heavyweights and i'm sort of i didn't fit into either of those yeah. categories at that time and um because so what, what, cl- what weight class would you go in i came in at welterweight which Walter. is 69 yeah it was easy for me to remember yeah. so yeah <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Favourite waiting class yeah. and sex position. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Patel. Um, and, um, yeah, so they just sort of went oh, too, too much in between and I was doing brekkie radio. I ended up doing the brekkie radio for CFM. Oh. And um, we were doing, like, morning slots during the week as well. So yeah. it sort of was off um, the voting period or survey, off survey. So we were doing like, – So what does that mean? Sorry, off survey. So basically they get the, the main good hosts off okay. and then they chuck, like, the sort of in-betweeners in. So oh, that was myself and JK. I was an in-betweener. Oh. Yeah, heavy in-betweener. Great TV series. Oh, it was exactly, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> was you on the in-betweeners? Yes, <laughs> yes, I was. Yeah, actually, sorry to go off topic, but – uh, well, it's kind of on topic, but segue into it. But um, who's that guy um, – did, have you seen that show? No. Oh, yes, I have, but it's like a long time ago. So I'm yeah. normally good with movie quotes. Oh, Come at me. I'll what just, have you got? Hang on. My my mate, uh, it's his birthday. I play footy with him. And they <laughs> just did one of those cameo things. Um, oh, shit. Like as in they sent a message? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm happy, but please tell me what yeah, I'm going Hang on. It. If I can work this properly. Hopefully you grow up soon and stop shagging the crack in your couch. <laughs> Get your fist sister to call. Oh, me. that was a very sister. <laughs> so, so anyway, so um, happy birthday, Lim. Anyway, um, 
So where, 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 where were oh, sorry, where were we before we just went sidetracked? Oh, look, we just go around and uh, swings and roundabouts. So that was the fight. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and so my Brecky announcer started egging me on on. <clears throat> on air, just on going, air. yeah, he's like, would you ever have a fight? You've got and nowhere like, to run from there. No, nah, 100%, but like bravado, I was <laughs> yeah. just like, oh, yeah, of course I'd have a fight. Yeah. Like, rah, rah, rah. And they were talking about like, this celebrity matchup that was happening at the time. Okay, but I'm too small. So, but I 100%, I'd get in the ring and yeah, I'd give yeah. it a go. And next thing he's like, oh, we've got a caller. Hi, it's the promoter from the Gold Coast and we've got a fight for you on May 8th. I was like, wait, was that your radio <laughs> voice? <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> you didn't even know you're doing it. Talking about a professional, pops, yeah. So, so radio's <laughs> jump, the pr- promoters jumped on. Yeah, so he basically just said, we, we've signed you up already. We've got an opponent for you. It's May 8th. It's happening. You've already wow. said yes. And I couldn't backpedal. Nah, and like, you wouldn't do it anyway. No, hell no. No, I'm sort of like, yeah, two speeds, stop yeah. and go. So... Yeah, I said yes, and um, away we went, and that's now boxing's been sort of the, the go-to from there. Wow, how many fights you had? Um, I've only had in the amateurs. I had eleven, 11. and then I had my first pro fight uh, in August last year. What, so, what was your um, amateur? Uh, seven from eleven seven in that 11. one. So I lost at the Australian titles um, right? twice. Wow. Yeah, so I fought for New South Wales. So that was that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, so I was happy with that. <laughs> Back with Not New South Queensland. Wales. Yeah. <laughs> Only, only six more states to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is there? One ticket at a time. Hang on. Got <laughs> Western oh, Australia, South Australia, Northern Territory, ACT, Tasmania. Well, no, t- Northern Territory is in a state. Oh, it's a fucking territory. Yeah. Go right. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's stay away from I'm gonna geography. I'm going to go back to the West Island of New Zealand. <laughs> no. Stay away from geography. You are a real Kiwi. I literally <laughs> thought you were just, the accent was getting put off. No, I actually am. Yeah. No, I'm oh. <laughs> Do you want to host the fucking podcast? <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. So good. Um, <laughs> you want to sit the next few hours? Oh, no, I just want to find out how many states and territories there are in Australia <laughs> before I say something. Um, yeah, right. Wow. Yeah, so, so back to New South Wales. So how, what's the lead up to amateur system and boxing? And I, I have got no idea of, about boxing as a sport. Yeah. Like I'm totally oblivious to it. So I understand that there's like the amateur and what golden gloves sort of what's – is that yeah. age group, Golden Gloves age group? No, or? well, everything's still weight division. Oh, so weight, yeah, you can't, okay. I mean, they can go into categories when you start going to the Masters and, yeah. and Juniors and Elite. So yeah. sort of mix in between. Um, Golden Gloves gets held up in Queensland. So that's right. one of the main ones up there, which is a really, really good Is that one. a promotion? Um, it's a, a, what would you call it? Yeah, I guess it'd be a promotion, yeah, but yeah. like an amateur promotion. Yeah, yeah. Um, so with the, with the amateurs, you, you can sort of fight like in your pubs and clubs and they'll have like... At the RSL, they have fight nights and bits and pieces. And then you've obviously got, if you want to fight within like the sort of Commonwealth Games or Olympic pathway system, then there's um, New South Wales selections, which are one that you've got to fight at. Um, and then you go into states, then Australian titles. And yeah. then um, even if you even if I was to win at the Australian title, because I was coming through and I was so fresh, I still don't think they would have picked me to go through. Like they're the kind of keep people that are really consistent. Like I wouldn't have had enough fights yeah. on a mobile belt. Um, the chick who I fought, Caitlin Parker, is like a Commonwealth Games fighter and, and yeah. like an Olympian. She just qualified for Tokyo. Unfortunately, it's not going ahead. And she literally turned my ribs into a snow dome. Like she <sighs> beat the absolute shit out of me. And it was amazing. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> really? <laughs> I did because like when she was punching, it sounds really weird. <laughs> explained <laughs> so much. <laughs> um, yeah, I just felt like I was learning a lot when I was in the ring with her. And okay. I, you kind of the minute you don't respect your opponent is the worst mistake it's you can like possibly that with make. Every, all sport, right? Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Exactly right. But so I suppose it'd be more apparent in like that sort of combat sport. Yeah, yeah. She was she was the first girl I ever I've have ever fought in everyone that I fought that has made me feel hurt, like or made me go, <laughs> "Where's oh, my really? legs?" Yeah, yeah. She like she didn't knock me down or anything like that, but it's like when it hit, it stung. Yeah. I find like when I've been in other fights and absolutely no disrespect to my opponents, I've had some yeah. really great opponents yeah. in the time, um, but it's, I don't know whether the adrenaline's just sort of kicked in and sort of covered that side of things, um, but I've walked out and I'm not hurt, but my, like the next day I'll probably like shit yeah. loads of whiplash and, and whatnot, but when you're in there, that was the only person that I've ever gone, oh shit, Yeah, <laughs> she right. got some power. Yeah, damn. Yeah, um, pack a punch. yeah, she she was brilliant, and um, as I said, she's gonna, she's going to go on to Olympics and hopefully a medal over there. So she's but she came through Western Australian system, so started really early. She's still really young, and I'm really old. Is that a, <laughs> is that a state or a territory? Uh, <laughs> that'd be a state. Oh, Kobe, get away! <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so wh- how long ago was that, the Caitlin Parker fight? Um, what are we now? Uh, I think it'd be two years. Yeah. Oh, 2017, actually, because it came up. Uh, my coach put a little flashback up the other day, and it was our New South Wales team for the Com Games trials. Cool. So that was where it was at. So how many – what's the process? I know – sorry, it might sound like I'm backtracking. but no, no. So, like, I'm assuming you've got to beat a few fighters to get to the point. Yeah. Like, they don't just go, <laughs> you're, you know, like... Yeah. Well, if you, if you go into, say, a New South Wales trial, that normally happens over a weekend. Okay. Um, and it'll be a tournament from Friday to Sunday. So you could have... They, you don't have any more than one fight a day. Um, that's kind of their limit with the amateurs. And then... But I could have fought, potentially fought every single day, which means you have to make weight every single day. So oh, with is that amateur, right? It's still... Yeah, so amateurs, it's like... I think the most I've ever had between weigh-in and fight has probably been about three, four hours. But the problem is, is like you can't go and wait. Like it's so old school people think it's still the way to do it where you go and starve yourself, weigh-in, gorge. But the problem is, is if I was to do that, then I would have had to have made weight the next day. So whatever you put in your system at that closer period, like that equal weight needs to come out. So... You know, you'd be thinking about your water levels that you're going in. And I think one of the Australian trials I did, I did, my coach was so old school um, and it was the one before Caitlin. And he was just like, well, you've got to make weight, which is well to weight. I probably naturally walk around around 75 okay. um, when I'm not training. Yeah. And I had to get down to 69, which probably doesn't sound like much, but 5'11", um, I wouldn't say I've got the most petite of figures. <laughs> Trying to get down to that was really like, quite an arduous task. So they put me on a juice diet for three weeks. Yeah. Plus training. Just literally just juice? Literally just juice, yeah. So at the start I was allowed to have fruit and veg. Oh, and then you spoil they, yourself. Yeah, mm, treat yourself. <laughs> put some ice in it. Yeah. Woo! Broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's too much fibre. So that <laughs> got sorry. cut at the very end, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then they put, they took away the sugars away from me at the end, which basically meant I had no energy. And I was still training uh, an hour and a half before work, eight hours of work, hour and a half after, on all juice, like probably six or seven litres basically a day because you're having like two litres with every yeah. sort of hit. And then on the last week they do what's called like a water dump and please no one ever do this at home. It's horrific. I won't give you all the details, but basically they, they increase your level of water intake. So you'll be... On top of my juice, I was another two litres of water on that. And then the second day, it was like it gradually built up by another two litres. So by one day, I was probably consuming about 10 to 12 litres. And so your body is just evacuating. Yeah, it's just like, (laughs) Um, so you instantly go out. And then on the (laughs) second, yeah, (laughs) constantly, I'm like, I'll take my calls (laughs) in here now, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then on... The second last day, you do what's like called a bath cocoon or the day of is a bath cocoon. So you put like kilos of Epsom salt in the bath. Yeah. As hot as you can possibly have it. Like, you know, when you make a bath and you burn yourself and then you sit out and pour cold water and stare at it for a good hour. It's really relaxing. Um, you don't get to pour that. that one before, anyway. <laughs> okay. Take your word for it. <laughs> a friend of a friend of mine has. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know a guy that yeah. knows a guy. Um, yeah, so then you go in as hot as you can and you stay in for as long as you can, which was probably around 10, 10 minutes. Get out, cocoon yourself. So you put socks on, then you put a beanie on, cover yourself in a doona, like tracksuit, and a, what's called a sauna suit. So it's like pure nylon. Yeah. And you sit there for another 20 minutes and you'd probably drop another couple of kilos. And then you go and weigh in and then you go and fight. And by the time I got over for this Aussie titles, this Aussie titles are a week long. So this was Shit. over in Perth. Got over there every day. I had to get in the sauna just to strip down. I think over the, the whole week, I reckon I had, um, I still remember, it's four bits of asparagus, um, maybe three eggs the whole way in and only egg whites. And then yeah. I had um, coconut water poured into ice cube trays. So I was just eating the ice cubes that to sort of give treat. myself. Yeah, that was my treat. And by the time I won my first fight, my second fight was another two days later. So I had to maintain the weight and keep oh. it off. And by the time I got in for the fight, I was like looking at my coach. I was there in the corner and I'm like, <clears throat> guys, I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, what am I... I've, I've seriously got no energy. Like, my adrenaline's got me this far, so this is awesome. Like, I'm good. Um, so how do you monster up? Like, oh, Seriously, it's just adrenaline. Yeah. That's the only thing. But then it got to the point where I think the first round, she whacked me well and good and proper. And yeah. then there was about 10 seconds before the bell went. Um, and she hit me. like So in amateurs, it's head guard. So yeah, she hit yeah. me right at the corner of the head. And where the stitching of the leather and the soft part join, it completely split me open. <laughs> So I've just sort of – I felt like 
the bell went and I've just sort of this bit of blurry sweat go past my eyes. So I've just grabbed the glove and sort of swiped it across and went, oh, okay, no, it's clean. But obviously I've swiped the wrong way and oh. it's just pouring down the side of the face. Got back to my corner and I was really lucky. I had former Olympian Jamie Pittman in the corner for doing my coaching <clears throat> and this other guy, Tap Apatea. Um, and both of them were just white in the face. Jamie's like not Mr. B, bit of adrenaline and vast and just gone, it's just a Velcro scratch and just like cotton ball, like cotton rod straight up. And I've just gone, oh shit, that went a bit far. He goes, no, it's fine. And so just like covered it and yeah. then pulled my headgear down so you could literally only see the very corner, I guess, of, of where the cut was and sent me back out. And I like I'm looking at them already just going, I'm like, guys, I am so fucked. Like yeah. I held a jab out and I didn't – like in my head I went, don't bring it back in because yeah. you don't have the guts to bring it back out because I was like, it's not a <laughs> ping pong table anymore. It was just like this slow, arduous like return. And by that stage she was just already in just turning my ribs into oh. a conga. Like do-do-do-do-do-do. And I was like, for fuck's sake, <laughs> stop. Um, and then they – she hit – because she obviously saw the blood. So she hit me purposely yeah. where it was and it just opened it up again and – because I'd um, had to make weight every day, I was getting on the scales naked and you, you know me well enough that you know, I, I make an embarrassing situation like <laughs> humour helps. Yeah. Like I'll be like, mm, yeah, I'm naked. So I got in and this doctor was always there, this female doctor. I was like, all right, who's got your money? Where's it at? Put some 50 cents on. Let's go. I'm in love with a stripper. She so everyone in there, like I am so not a typical boxer's personality. These All these other girls are like starving, trying to make weight. And I'm in there just being the biggest dickhead. Because yeah. that was me covering my nose. Yeah, but you know like, what? I think that that like... if. I'm looking at somebody walking there with that sort of confidence. That, that's baby playing some mental oh, games big on time. them. Yeah, well, that's what I like in my head. I'm like, that's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Those girls are going, this bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, how's she got energy? <laughs> yeah. and I'd get out and I'd be just like, oh my God, <laughs> put some hosier on, just let me cry. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so by the time they called me the ring, they called her up. I was so lucky she was the doctor for this fight because yeah. basically once you split like too much, especially around the eyes, it's too dangerous, they'll call the fight. Straight away, yeah. Okay. So they've called, called me over the corner ref started to clean me up asked the doctor basically to call it and it was like literally right in front of where the live stream camera was and i just looked at her and just gave her a wink i went she's sweet as a <laughs> like so bogan and just <laughs> yeah. turned back around again and she just started pissing herself laughing she goes she's like she's fine yeah just clean her up but as i said they could only see like the two little probably two mil underneath so the fight went on and i went back into the, <laughs> the corner after the second round i'm like Guys, like I would never do this. I'm not a quitter. I'm not yeah. I'm nothing like this. I said, but I physically, my legs felt like concrete. I couldn't move them. I couldn't physically fight back. Like I couldn't yeah. attack. I couldn't defend. I'm like, I don't think it's safe for me to back out, out there. Jamie's like, you're not a fucking quitter. Rah, 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 rah. Get back out there. He's like, you actually went good on that last round. He goes, look at the way you just covered that scratch. Get out there and have a go. Yeah. Third round, won it. Did you? Yeah, like just, but won it. So she round. must have been battling Well, to I think well, she was kind of going, mate, I'm, I've thrown about a thousand more punches yeah. than you. I'm tired. You've done fuck all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've given us a strip dance and that's about it. Yeah. Um, Used and then, all your energy before the <laughs> yeah, fight. exactly. And then obviously the fourth round I went back out and she tailed me back up again. Like yeah. it was – but it was good. Like sort of shook it off. And But as I've taken the headgear off, like both of them, because obviously it's pulled. So it's just oh. opened like bottom and top of it. <laughs> One of them just went white and had to walk off because he wanted to spew. And Jamie just looks at me. He's like, "You did good, kid." <laughs> yeah, just like, well done. Fuck. So yeah, that was that was my first Australian sprint. And I sort of walked out of the ring, and my coach was like, "We can't until we get you sa- stitched. You've just yeah. got to stay walking around." And I'm like walking around. It was my first beer in about six months, oh, just smashing yeah, the beers, going, through, oh, yeah. "The greatest." <laughs> Um, and everyone's coming up going, look at your head. Lucky you don't work in TV. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Two well, days later, actually, I had to come back and work on TV. Well, actually, <laughs> hey, going back to um, – and it actually reminded me of something that I saw on the weekend. You know how you were in the ring and, you know, you were kind of like, I'm fucked. Yeah. I don't know if I can go on. And then, you know, the guy in your corner was like, go for it. Like, no, you're going to be fine. I mean, I saw a UFC fight. I don't know if you saw uh, the clip, and, yeah. and he was like, the 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 guy that was fighting was like, "Man, oh, call it. I'm not here. I don't want to yeah. do it anymore." And the guy's like, "Nah, go back in, go back in, go back in." I think they ended up can't calling the fight. Yeah, but um, like, what what are your thoughts on on that happening? I mean, and you, and you've got somebody in your corner, and I'm like, I'm I don't quit like quit either. So I can yeah. respect like an athlete going, but when you've got some guy. Telling you that they want to pull the pin. Yeah. At what? Where do you draw the line? It's it's a really hard 
relationship and I think um, probably the worst one that sort of copped a lot of slack was, um, and now I've just gone completely blank as soon as I, get, I was meant to say it, Jeff Horn. Jeff Horn. Jeff Horn. So um, post the Manny Pacquiao fight, in Manny Pacquiao's he was cooked and done and yep. he wanted to call it and his coach went, no, you've got this, go back in. And he turned around and he won the fight. Um, some people can argue that he did or didn't, whatever it was, but that was sort of getting into his athlete's head sort of thing. And yeah. then there was a lot of flack on him for not throwing the towel in with his fight that sort of came after that. With me, my opinion is based on my relationship that I've built with my coach and that okay. is extremely important. So my coach will know, he knows when I'm hurt. He knows um, when it's me having my own sort of like rabbit demon, like going down into the rabbit holes and yeah. demons and and how to pull me back out of it but if he thinks he can't get me out and that's what it is then he will safely just go that's enough so it's a huge and like a lot it's of a athletes it's, it's huge it's, but it's it's got to go both ways yeah so if i like in that instance where i said i was hurt it wasn't i wasn't hurt i just felt like i couldn't move which meant i felt like i was embarrassing myself i yeah. guess so to speak and to have jamie go well, you're not hurt you, you do have it in you. Yeah. I'm just going to give you that bit more to physically find that little bit left in your fuel tank to sort of have a go. So yeah. he wasn't sending me out there because I had concussion or sure. I was like completely, you know, bashed up to the smithereens. And my coach that I had, the fight that I had with Caitlin Parker, that ended up getting stopped. And he looked at me and he goes, <clears throat> I could see she hit you at one of the stages. So, yeah. <clears throat> and um, not COVID. <laughs> um and he goes and i watched you and he goes but you just instantly took a couple of steps back took a breather and he goes you found your space in the ring and then you went back on her yeah he goes if you hadn't have gone back on her i would have just 100 percent thrown that talent and gone nah she's done because she doesn't know like sort of how to move or, or what to do there so it's, it's a really personal opinion um in in that aspect like maybe you know he was done and dusted but that coach has been to those levels or to those depths with him yeah. before and I, I guess it comes down to having that that personality like matching your coaches um that aunt who coaches me is my third coach i've had um and he was the one i so i had about two years out of boxing um and he was the one that sort of nurtured me back into it yeah um so he he knew me better than anyone and I have more trust in him than anyone in that ring. So for him to pick fights for me or match me with opponents, all of my trust is there because he knows me back to front. So How how important do you think it is to have that? And and I'll, I'll refer back to the UFC because I, f- I follow it a bit and there yeah. was a guy fighting on the weekend, Platinum Mike Perry, and it looked like he had his like wife or girlfriend in this corner. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know... <laughs> It was for me that was weird seeing, and that was because he didn't have a coach. But yeah. in the instance that he was getting the shit beaten out of him, or or she, or, or she had to, you know, push him to. Yeah. And don't quote me on that. I don't know if it was his wife or girlfriend. I think it may have been. But you know, in that situation, you'd wanna and you wanna push yourself. Say it's you know second round, you're getting flogged, and then you got to come out in the third. Like she probably wouldn't know. Well, no, she, no I, I disagree with that. I think yeah. out of it, like you think about it when you've you're being in a relationship. Who knows how much yeah. you're capable of, right? Um, and but I guess you, physically, like an, an, from a from that would be hard. Yeah. So that's what I mean as a partner. But there's a couple of sort of coaches that I know that they train um, their girlfriend, yeah, okay. um, and they, they get quite emotionally involved in the sense of Massively, yeah. Right. But like they don't get emotionally involved with the hurt of it. It's like kind of sounds really weird. Like I've I, I've always struggled with knowing like even guy friends coming to watch me yeah. fight. I find that hard and um, I was kind of seeing someone uh, quite a few years ago and yeah. he was boxing obsessed um, but I was really worried about him coming to a – like and he was a sportsman. So yeah, okay. I was worried if he came and watched me fight, it would take away any of my femininity that I had left. Yeah. So I – like that I would personally never be able to um, have a partner in the corner where with Ant, like we talk like two brothers. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know – um, we speak like two brothers. Listen to Bogan Gardner again. Toothless. Is this my gong? Yeah. Who was that? Um, but yeah, I guess it, to me, my relationship with my coach is so important. Um, as I said, it's a level of trust. Um, it's a level of how much he knows my boundaries. The yeah. two years that I had off was with my headspace, so he knew every single aspect of that and how to nurture me back into it. And even uh, coming off fights, he knows how to give me time. Yep. He knows when I'm quiet, there's something not right. Or when I'm loud, I'm also doing the same thing. I'm trying to make up for different bits and pieces. And yeah. that's been imperative for our relationship. Wow. Yeah. So he, he so your aunt, did you say his name yeah, was? Anthony, yeah, yep. 
So he'd be, he'd be a big part of your life. Yeah, huge. Massively. Huge. So, and we, we always sort of joke and call each other brother and sister. That's yeah. sort of the relationship that we have. So, um, yeah, he's super important. I talk to him. He, he knows more about me than a lot of my friends in my life as well too. So, it's, you know, it's, it's quite a good relationship that way and he'll, <laughs> he'll absolutely flog me in the, in the gym. But, yeah. So, I mean, um, and once again, me being oblivious to sort of boxing setup, and what is – how many people would he, when you say coach, how many people do you reckon he'd have, this, have a similar relationship to with you? Um, he, he's got a really, we've got a really big team. So we fight yeah. out at the Smeaton Grange, which is out Camden Way. Um, and he used to have majority amateurs, but quite a few of us have now gone into that sort of pro rank. Yeah. So um, I think every relationship within there, like he calls a spade a spade, but he nurtures. Okay. And I see that relationship with every single person that's in there. And he's re- he's got more front than Meyer as well too. So if he's th- like there's been fighters that he's had in the past where fighters have the itch and they find it really hard. If, if that's all they've ever done with their life, when the time's up, the time's up. But they'll be like, well, I don't have anything else. So fighting's all I know and I want to keep going. But then it sure. becomes dangerous, right? You're copying punches through sparring, through training, through fighting. And yeah. it's, it's dangerous. It becomes yeah. dangerous. And he's got the ability to turn around and go, oh, you've had enough. Yeah. So, again, that's also another big thing for a coach as well too is to not still have that emotional attachment to let that like sort of athlete go, no, but I want more. Sure. He's had the ability to be go, no, enough's enough. Like this is oh. where we cut it and this is, you know, I think you're done here and I wish you all the best if you want to go elsewhere but I don't think it's safe. So, yeah. you know, he, I, I don't think there's one person in that gym that doesn't have the same amount of respect or relationship that I have with him as well too. Yeah. Wow. He'll do anything for anyone in that gym. That's what you want, I suppose, yeah. from a coach. You know, yeah, big time. But the amount of sacrifices yeah. that the coaches do in boxing is is astronomical. Like you've got to think, you you got to train before and after work. Some of the pros they'll train middle of the day as well too. They've still got to ha- have their own job on top because yeah. you know a lot of people that are in boxing don't have a lot of money. Like that's just the realms that it's in as well. And then if it's carnivals, like it's say for example the New South Wales trials or Australian trials, you're then having to travel and you then you're going away from your family again. So. It's a you talk about triathlon being a very selfish sport. Boxing is yeah. a very selfish sport. Like, there's not much time for other things. Yeah, big time, big time. And you touched on your pro fight. Yeah, it wasn't that fun. <laughs> like, can you miss it? So let's let's just go back a bit. Mm. And so, what was the decision? Because you, you had a layoff after your amateurs, mm. and then you, and then all of a sudden, you know, two, was it two years. Yeah, and then you went straight into a pro. F- yeah, oh, about a year after that. So I had a, a two-year break yeah. within the amateurs. So um, I had a really big battle with my mental health during that time and um, I couldn't get into a boxing ring. That yeah. was just my headspace where it was. So from two years, that two-year break, I came back, fought amateurs again. And then um, I was getting ready for New South Wales trials and I'd already had a fight in December. So I'd already been in probably about a 10 10 week camp this is 2007 uh, what are we now um, 20. so it was only 2020 2020 <laughs> how did i even <laughs> ask what year we are yeah. now it has killed my life <laughs> this year we forget this happened um uh god what would it be 2018 was the fight and i had it it was on um, paul gallon's undercard at uh shark park yeah and then so I had that and I was meant to have another fight in early January. So I pretty much trained the whole way through. And then the fight fell through. So my, and I, he goes, all right, well, next fight we've got is March. So that would have and meant I would have. you're in shape. Yeah, I'm in shape. I've been in camp. I've done sweet oh, wow. F4, haven't like trained, haven't partied, haven't drunk, yeah. haven't like eaten. Well, I was eating at that stage, obviously. But um, as in I hadn't lived. I wasn't just, living. Just juice though. <laughs> yeah, just juice. <laughs> Um, So I said to him, I was like, I want to go away for a weekend. I'm just going to go like out of the gym. I just want to go and surf. And um, I bought, I got given a stand up paddleboard for uh, my birthday. And I was like, I'm going to take that down, teach myself how to surf on a properly, go hiking, this, that, and the other. 40 minutes into the trip, I dislocated my knee on the stand up paddleboard. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, it was so good. Uh, (laughs) If I was a horse, they would have put me down by now if we haven't worked that out already. Um, so yeah, I sort of, I did that and that was, that took me out for six months and then he's sort of just like, look, let's get you back in. Um, and we've missed all the amateurs this year, which basically meant I missed the Olympic pathways. So I I wouldn't have even been able to fight for anything that to me was at that stage in amateurs. Was that a goal? That was, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I would have loved to have been there, but 
yeah, sort of just uh, experience. I would have had to have had way more fights within that year. I would have had yeah. to have been a lot busier, gotten a hell of a lot better. Yeah. And I just missed this huge it, – it's massive. Like, you you know, it's not like riding a bike. Um, yeah. A lot you, you learn along the way and because I'm older, I'm picking things up a little bit slower than most. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm right for young age of 36. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> but don't you think this is crazy that this has all come from a, a conversation on a radio? Yeah. Like yeah, a, exactly. Like a massive lifestyle change yeah. like that 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 become you know potentially an Olympic uh, like going to the Olympics. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, like I I wasn't close to the Olympic. Like I'm not going to sit here. And no, no, no. So I close. Know, I it know, was just the, that dislocation ruined everything. Like it was just the I whole wanted, pathway going into it. But I yeah. wanted to go to the moon one yeah. day, you know, <laughs> and I settled for an airplane ride. <laughs> you know, so we settled. all have dreams and aspirations, <laughs> but some we you know we soon realise that ah, this will do. Yeah, um, look, that that'll do. Don't get that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was crazy and big time. And he just sort of basically went, oh, um, we've missed amateurs. Yeah. Why don't we have a pro fight? Um, your name's getting tossed around a bit. There's a promoter that's been asking about you um, in Matty Rose and he wants to get you on one of his fights. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay, so what does that mean for pros? And I guess in Australia they've got a really bad reputation for bringing over um, a lot of the Thailand fighters, Indonesian fighters, and it's kind of just get their ranks up because a lot of like international fighters won't touch them to a degree because they're like, oh, well, this is their first profile. I don't want a bar of and it. Just it's not going to make that, me any that, money. Yeah, they're looking at those numbers. Yeah, so when you go up, it's you know, if you're 5-0, and o, but yeah. you fought like guys that are just not the greatest fighters in the world and that's what a lot of the Aussies got a reputation for. Okay. So my coach was like, we're not doing that with you and I know you wouldn't want to take that sort of fight. Yeah. Um, and so I, I really think we're going to take this fight. I'm like, what's this? And then he mentioned uh, an AFL player at the time. I was like, well, did she even fight? Like, in the AFL? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. I was like, I thought this is why we, we, we weren't, yeah. what we weren't doing. He's like, no, she's had a couple of pro fights now. But yeah. again, excuse me, they've been... So um, she'd, she'd, she'd had a couple... Yeah, so she'd had two pro fights... But no amateur background, so completely okay. AFL background. Yeah. But I, I think, um, and I could be wrong. I think her dad kickboxed, or so there's there's been like she's trained, like yeah. there's background and training. And I was like, oh okay, yeah. Like I went, look, I don't know if I want to take a big fight like that on my first fight back. I've been out of the game for a you've, while. Yeah, and you've injured yourself. You're coming off an injury yeah. plus a six month training camp essentially. Yeah, yeah exactly. So there, it was just a huge gap in the in the thing for me and I just my confidence wasn't there. I hadn't like I hadn't been busy enough. Yeah. I hadn't even been sparring and they're asking me to have a pro fight. I was like, Jesus. Um and I sort of just went, oh, no, I don't really want a bar of it. But what had happened is Maddie Rose, a little promoter, went and leaked it to the press that I had called Taylor Harris out. And what? so there was the next thing I wake up to an article in the Daily Telegraph going, um, Renee Gartner's calling Taylor Harris out for her pro first pro debut. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even say that. I'm like, they go, no, they're just doing it to get promo. I went, I haven't agreed to any fight. I haven't signed. I have, yeah. There's no money being spoken about. There's no nothing. And... Like, you, you can well and truly jump the gun. He goes, no, nah, no, nah, I'm going to get you signed. I'm like, no. Nah. So I said to Anne, I'm like, look, let's just keep training. Yeah. I said, I want to get to a stage where I'm really fit and ready to go again. And then he, then Ant just it got in his head. He's like, no, nah, this is the best fight. It's going to be an awesome challenge for you. She's an amazing athlete. Yeah. She, you know, she fights really well. And you, you've got this. Like, it, this is this is where you step up. This is where it happens. And so that's what I'm talking about. Mr. Miyagi, paint the fence. Yeah. Like, he fucking painted the fence. <laughs> I was like, damn straight. Let's go. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, said yes to it and sort of started the training going into it, which was really intense. And I, I was really fortunate. The guys from Body Science um, got their uh, Harriet to do my dietitian, uh, my diet, um, so as my dietitian. So she came in basically stripped it back because I was worried – we signed to do 72.5. And as I said, I was walking around at 75. So in my head, I'm just like, I thought oh. you were talking dollars there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <what a> damn, <laughs> bro. Like, your shout. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. So I was really worried about getting back down to that weight again because I was like, I don't want to starve. I'm also older now. So weight shifting yeah. is going to be a little bit more difficult. And she's like, no. What we're going to do is strip it back. And because they'd freaked me out with carbs, like I was just like, I'll just stay on proteins and veggies and that's all I'm eating. Yeah. She's like, you're going to get sweeter for energy out of that. We're going to change it in. And I'm like, all right, well, this is a big challenge because if I don't hit weight by a certain time, I'm going to freak out and I'm going to go back into starve mentality. Like it was just so ambushed, I guess, in my own headspace. Yeah. Um, 
And she's like, no, that's fine. We're going to do this diet. I'm like, all right, if I hit this certain mark, I said, I am really big on, I'm too old now to not enjoy life still. So if I want to have a glass of wine or something with dinner, I'm a big whiskey lover. I love having a nice whiskey at home. A glass of wine. (laughs) (laughs) God, what? (laughs) You're like, you're talking to me. (laughs) If I want to have a glass of wine, I'm going to have a glass. She said, glass, I can do a bottle. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but like I said to her, I was just like, you know, if I'm yeah, going to have wine with dinner, yeah, I want that yeah, life balance. I want, yeah. to en- I want to enjoy this process. Of course. So yeah. I still want to make weight. I'm going to be training my ass off every day and night. And I said, I want to enjoy myself. And I still want to have like, how do, if I had this meal, how does that gen- change my day without making me go completely off, yeah. you know? So I was still drinking. Like I have a whiskey every now and then. Um, I'm having wines every now and then. I'm still eating. I'm still training. Like I wasn't going and having massive kick-ons. No. Like let's. I know I didn't see. Yeah, you for yeah exactly. That's <laughs> just how long we didn't see each other for six months. Yeah. Um, and then. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm well aware. Um, yeah, and then I, I ended up getting to the stage. Like I had a massive steak the night before. Like I made weight three weeks out, and then was wow. just maintained it the whole way through and. So for me, the excitement level, like I was like, eating a steak and rice. I was having rice and I had a whiskey and then I went to weigh in and I put on the scales and I was weighing at 69. So I was well under. Wow. And I rang my coach. I was like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, yeah. well under. He goes, mate, go, on. You go and eat. Yeah, yeah, go and eat. He goes, but be careful. Like your energy and your nerves are going to, it'll make your body feel a little bit funky. Yeah. Because don't go and load up. And she was the same. She's like, don't load up. Go and have like a fruit salad, yogurt, um, and start drinking, going through water. Because yeah. like we'd obviously tried to be a little bit cautious of it the night before in case I fluctuated. Like you're a woman, it happens. Like so. Anyway, I'm so excited. I've weighed in. I'm like, I still, we still had like a, a whole hour, I guess, to go. So I made sure I heard she was running late, and I went, well, if she's running late, she's still cutting. Like so, she. Yeah. I'm um, positioned myself at the top of the escalators where they had to come up. And I'm just in there like with the biggest smile on my face, Cheshire Cat, just smashing, <laughs> smashing my little fruit and yogurt. She walked out with guzzling water and she's quite red in the face. And I mean, she probably didn't give a shit, but I was just yeah. living the high life yeah. of being like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> I'm on weight. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we went into the weigh-in and um, yeah, well, I, was, I weighed in at 70.4, I think it was. And she weighed so in. two kilos under? Yeah, two and a half kilos under. Or two kilos two under, kilos. yeah. And she weighed in bang on, like on the spot. But I reckon one, they told me at the very beginning that she was my height, which is 5'11". Because she was a lot bigger than you. She made me look like a small child. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, who's been measuring? (laughs) I was like, I looked up at her, like at the weigh-in. and Like she's a... Belter bird, like she yeah, really loved yeah, the girl. Yeah. Um. So we were sort of just laughing. No bad like, blood there at all. No, no god, no, 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 no. no, no. I'd st- I want the rematch still, yeah. but yeah. Um. And anyway, so we went to do the weigh in, and by the time I reckon we got in the scales, I hadn't put any weight on. I couldn't. Like I'd still eaten. I'd done everything, but I still weighed in at seventy point four, I think, or seventy point nine on the day of the fight. So I was again well under, and it makes a big difference. Um. But again. And not no disrespect to her, I didn't feel any power, and I don't know whether that's because of the adrenaline that came in. Yeah. We also didn't really get that much time to play. Yeah. Um, the fight was called early in the second round. Um, I didn't throw enough punches back. I got pushed back. I stupidly went in range yeah. when I've just mentioned that she's too tall. Yeah. Um, but I just got eager, went against the plan of my coach, so I didn't listen to my coach. We were meant to stay at distance, but I sort of wanted to go in and go in really strong and power in that second half, then come back out and sit out again. Okay. That was the the way we we're going to go in. To what tire? Let her know you're there, and then tire. Yeah, her just out give her a bit of a yeah. taste, power, and then make her start coming into me. We, yeah. I sort of wanted to work off a little counter punches, so that way I could still stay on distance, and then just if she threw, I could sort of go in and play the chess game, I okay. guess. Um, and then yeah, just got caught inside, and she sort of pushed me back, and I didn't throw enough punches in that instance, so yeah. I'll throw my hand up in that. But then um, she sort of had the hand over the back of my head, pushed me down, and punching underneath, and in. <laughs> In pro, that's illegal. Yeah. Um, and in amateurs, refereeing, this is when my inexperience came in. In okay. amateurs, that refereeing of that, we would have been separated. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it's stop, break, fight sort of thing. So separate, off you go. So I'm getting pummeled going, what the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> cool. And I'm like, I was fine. She wasn't hurting me. I was having a conversation with the ref going, yeah. she's hitting me over the back of the head. She's holding, she's holding, she's holding. And then I finally got out and pushed back and tapped the back of my head. I went, hitting me the back yeah. of the head and he's just gone fight done called and i was just like looked at him i was like 
I'm sorry, what? Yeah. And she's gone bounding back to her corner. She's very excited. I'm yeah. just like, Are yeah. you? And I start swearing at this rate. I'm losing of my course. shit. But, yeah. And um, <laughs> he's like, You didn't throw enough punches back. I go, That's because she was holding the back of my head. He goes, Nah, nah. Um, oh, that's right. In one to get me into that corner, um, she punched and pushed me, and it basically she pushed me around, so I tripped and started like you know when you trip and you run. Yeah. So I turned my back on her because it, it, that's just the way I got pushed and started yeah. tripping and sort of gathered my steps at the end. And he goes, "You turned your back on her." I went, "Check the yeah. tape." Like, and I was swearing. Uh, I was like, "Oh my god, Renee, pull your head in. That is vulgar." Like. It was just the passion that sort of, of came course. out. Of yeah, that's that's it. Devastated. And anyone like, that says anything different is yeah, yeah. Like and just ultimately devastated. I have I had a lot of problems where I was just I was so embarrassed because never I'd never really had like many people come to watch. Now all of a sudden these people had invested and come and watched. I had, like you guys were invested in finding out what happened whether yeah. you're watching on TV or whatever it was. I was so mortified that. Her and I had five rounds in us. Like, it, it yeah. was a fight that could have gone on. It was like... It, Is that how long the bout was meant to go? Yeah, yeah so five. five. And, yeah, finished shy of the three and... I thought it got called better too early. I mean, listen, yeah. I thought she was noticeably bigger. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, this is coming from someone that doesn't know anything about boxing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Obviously, there's ways around it. And yeah. So... But yeah, I thought it would got called a bit too early. Yeah, which is frustrating. And, and the thing for me, I, like, uh, I was like, all right, well, instant... Uh, one of the judges came up to me straight away. Uh, sorry, the doctor came up first because it's called a TKO, so they have to come and check you. And yeah. he crossed his arms, looked at me and goes, I refuse to check you. Like, you're not hurt. I've seen you fight before. Yeah. You're fine. I'm not checking you. I was like, just do your job yeah. so I can go back in the middle, shake hands. And, and that was the first thing. As soon as I snapped and went, Renee, you're carrying on, I just yeah. went, get over to that corner. Yeah. Like, exactly how your parents brought you up. Be a good sport. Like, yeah. she's an amazing athlete. It was just, it was, that was taken out of our hands sort of yeah. thing. And. Then um, as it was for, I, I still kind of went back to the corner. I just wanted to get out. Like I just wanted yeah. to go straight back to the ring. And a judge got up and he's like, I'm disgusted. That shouldn't have been stopped. So that's a judge. So that's yeah. a judge and a doc. I went back in the sheds and I just like it, it, all the emotions hit me. Like I just bored my eyes. It had taken so much for me to get back in that ring. Yeah. Mentally, physically, like it, that whole journey. And it just like hit me like a sack of shit. Wow. And yeah. And then. They basically said, well, there's a rematch. We've watched the tape back. But I subluxed my shoulder two days before uh, – three days before the fight. So it's sort of uh, my left shoulder. So oh, before the fight that you had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> um, it's subluxed is basically <laughs> – Someone's got to tell you. down. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sit down on a, on a stool. <laughs> Stay away from the chairs. <laughs> Yeah. everything so um yeah i had quarter zone on the thursday and fought this saturday so they basically went more right, well now we've got to recover your shoulder so yeah. now you can't fight again for ages and i was finally getting back to start training again ticked all the boxes in rehab and then COVID hit so <laughs> <laughs> wow. then i started running and broke my leg again <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, let's talk about this hobbling up the stairs. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit, Jesus yeah. Christ. But I think for, for yeah. me, I've sort of used all of that as, I guess, a, a little bit of sort of mental resilience. Massively. Yeah. That's exactly – That's the, I think that's the only way to look at it. Yeah. So it's like you get knocked down but you keep, back, keep getting back up. Yeah. And you, I think you'll continue to do that for the rest of your life. Yeah, with Tubba Wamba playing in the background. <laughs> I get knocked down. Yeah. I get it up again. But I think it's a testament to you and the type of person you are to be able to, you know, have to face all these battles, yeah. um, injury and mental battles, and then just keep coming back, keep yeah. turning it around. And I think, you know, I, I don't think I've told you this before, I think you're a big inspiration to a lot of people out there, oh. especially a lot of women as well in the sport. They have to go through that sort of stuff. So, yeah, good on you. Renee. I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Um, so... <laughs> So COVID finishes, everything gets back to normal. What's what's next for Renee? Yeah, I want to I want to get back in there. I've got there's still, still got that hunger. yeah oh yeah yeah it's definitely still there. And I miss like the the energy of the training and as I said having something to train for it just yeah. really gives me something to focus on and I use it a lot. Um, I guess as my outlet of my de stress and my sort of mind and I sort of evaluate if you do a lot of things in life like it, when I'm going to bed my mind's on a hamster wheel right so oh, I'm yeah. thinking about a thousand things. If you um, if you go to the shops or even if you're watching TV, how often do we always still have our phone in our hands? Absolutely. So we're doing two things at once. Yeah. When you and who says men can't multitask? <laughs> <laughs> Look at me now. Yeah, watch me slow. I'm Instagramming and watching TV, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> living the dream. Yeah. Living the dream. 
Um, the progression but, of a male. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I want you to have these small wins, right? Like, this is where I want you at. I want to put you on a pedestal. Yeah. And like, it's, yep. yeah. He's a hamster. You watch me flick into Facebook. Yeah. So it's three things. Look at that. Yeah. I'm not even going to tell you how many apps I've got up. <laughs> like the mind, the, the mind with all the tabs open. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> um, but I always uh, apply goal, hitting a golf club. Yeah. And boxing as two things where you don't remember that you forgot the milk on the way home. Like you have to actually <laughs> think. You have to explain this analogy. Okay. So. <laughs> you don't forget. Well, like then if you're doing something, you're not completely present there, right? So then you're thinking, oh, I forgot to get the milk or I forgot to like pick that up and oh, tomorrow at the gym I've got to do this or yeah. you're going on those different tangents. When you hit a golf club, I don't know how you hit them, RJ. Fucking terribly. <laughs> You're probably thinking about the milk. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's it, the moment, like, when you pick up a golf club, it's where your feet are, where your knees are, where your hips are, where your yeah. wrist is, as your shoulders, where, where you're coming through. Same with boxing. You can't think of anything else because it's what's your footwork like? Is my back heel up? Am I putting pressure through? Is my hips coming through? Especially when someone's torso? punching you. Yeah, and then you're like, fuck, <laughs> you're like, fuck I'm just getting through the hip motion and you just punch me in the head. Stop. Um, but you can't think of anything else. Yeah. So I've thrived off that. Like I go in there, I can switch off and it is the only time in the world I can possibly switch off. Yeah. So I've, I've loved it for that component. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So back in the ring. Mm. And what about... Media, is that sort of done and dusted? Um, I thought it was, um, mostly because all the stuff that I was sort of doing... Obviously, focusing on boxing is like, takes a lot of time. Yeah, big time. Um, Time, 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 time. Say time again. (laughs) Time. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had to. Let two dickheads in a room with microphones. This is what happens. Um, Yeah, it was sort of taking a fair bit out of it. Like I sort of work full time as well too, or I I was at the time. I've been a freelancer. COVID ripped away everything because it was sport. So um, I figured I was one of the bottom feeders, I guess, in commentating world. So I just went, well, 2020 is lost to me because now with the games, they're going to have to give the contracted guys their still same amount of number games, which means it'll push sort of all our sort of the bottom tiered guys off. Um, and then, yeah, I got a call ABC. from ABC yeah. last week just going, what are you doing end of July? Do you want to come and do one of the Thursday night games? I was like, I'm doing the Thursday night games. you let me check my <laughs> yeah, job? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll get my manager to yeah. call you. <laughs> RJ, can you call yeah, me back? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, apparently I'm free. <laughs> Did you just have a shot? Did huh? your voice just go real deep? No, no, I, I sit here sometimes and practice. <laughs> oh, was it? Did yeah, you yeah, make yeah. me sound like I sounded? <laughs> no, Somebody say steak. Did, steak. did you see that sultry sound of the people pod at the intro? <laughs> yes. I recorded that like four times. <laughs> I was like, yes. Just because you enjoyed yeah, making yeah, yeah, that yeah. voice so much? I yeah. never actually thought of, I actually listen to my podcast now. <laughs> I'm like, I'll be sitting in the car with like Jem and I'll be listening to it and I'll be like, fuck, it's a good podcast. And she's like, you dick, you listen to yourself talk. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Anyway. But it's more listening. You, yeah, I yeah. Think you I'm listening to the guest. Yeah, exactly. I just, just happened to be some legend hosting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Have you met him? Yeah. You're welcome, Jen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I don't even know what we were talking about. Oh, just God then. knows. Jesus. Tangents. Yeah. tangents. We're all about it. The best. Squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Squirrel. Um, well, we've been talking for a while. Um, do you want to tell everyone your socials? And yeah, absolutely. Where they can see you and... Um, you can find me on Manly Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Manly Wolf <Wolfer. laughs> about four o'clock every Friday <laughs> through till Sunday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the asylum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you can follow me on yeah. at Renee underscore Gartner. Um, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook. I keep quite private, but pretty much on yeah. everything else. And I'm completely open book. If you want to talk sport, if you want to talk. Mental illness, mental health, um, oh, everything. So, do you want to chat on um, quick mention of living? You do a lot of work yeah. for living too, so yeah, yeah, definitely do. So, um, I come from uh, lived personal experiences, so I've I've worked with them for a while, sort of chatting in schools, and they also do corporate groups as well too. So, I think um, we come. I know I personally come from an age group where we didn't understand it very much. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. 
for me to be able to go back and sort of teach young kids and start sort of breaking new molds and then with the guys that are in the corporate world that have probably come from similar backgrounds to sort of teach them to look for a few things that we were probably turning a blind eye to yeah. I guess so living's been really great with that they do a lot of merchandise and the whole idea is that they've got living or it ain't weak to speak on their shirts so it starts an instant conversation where someone goes um, what's living or what's yeah, it ain't weak to speak and all, automatically it becomes a really easy chat about uh, mental health and mental illness so um, yeah check them out living.org um, or the mad merch and if you want them to come to your schools or corporate groups uh, that, that's ask for that's a name yeah. <laughs> just me make up. sure there's no chairs there yeah. <laughs> I'll spend <laughs> or, or, or mascots or mascots oh god thanks for having me RJ <laughs> thank you um, cool guys like, subscribe, review. I always forget that. But it's like, just fucking do it. You've got to plug yeah. it. You've got to plug it. Um, cool. See you next week.